The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you're taking time to be with us on our our show today. It's always exciting to participate in thoughts that change our world, in a consciousness that changes our, our reality, and that's our entire goal and purpose here on From Good to Amazing is... Um, pushing people enough or urging people enough to to move from ordinary to extraordinary to offer some tools along the way that really help people move from a level of where they've always been to a place that they dream to be that's quite possible and quite capable uh, using the right tools and sometimes along the way you just need some support and help. Our guest today is just that. Cindy Perry is a life coach. She's been a life coach for seven years. Uh, She's an individual that coaches due to the life experiences that she has so it's not like she read one book and became a coach out there in the world. (laughs) She is credentialed through life. Cindy, welcome to our show today. I'm delighted that, that you're here. Thank you, Temple. I love that credentialed through life. I mean, I think we're all born credentialed to some degree, but yes, um, I've had quite a life experience, a wonderful life experience, but uh, you know, that law of attraction seems to work no matter where you go, and I do attract clients who have walked a very similar path to mine. Um, so I, I do speak from my own experience a lot of times and, of course, from the education and trainings that I've picked up along the way as well. Well, I, I've sat with that uh, statement that I've heard before that, you know, education teaches us to go, to go study it, you know, to learn it, to practice it, and then actually go and do it. But yet life um, and the potentiality of life encourages us to just go do it. I mean, Nike, of course, said just do it. But just go do it. And through the doing it, you actually learn it. And through the learning it, it becomes your own process. And that's what's so exciting, seeing someone like you out in the field, because it's, it's one thing to, you know, make a decision to want to change some of those old patterns and old habits and ways of being. It's another thing to just do that automatically by yourself because having had the experience myself of a life coach, I know that a lot of times I may have the intention of changing something about myself, but yet because I'm in my head about it and not having that coach, I tend to get the same results that I got the month before. How would you right. define the difference? Because I know well, that you work with clients all over the globe. Right. And whether whether I have experienced what a client has experienced or not is really irrelevant because I know who my clients are before I even meet them. 
Um, one of the things that has, has really helped me a lot is recognizing the oneness. It's allowed me to step into my potential. Um, there's a part of me that wants to say, I'm not the expert. I don't know. I, you know, when I first started coaching, that was the way and I wanted to learn more and learn more. Like you were saying, we want to keep studying and keep learning and sometimes you just got to get out there and do it. What I learned that is the most important thing about coaching is that I, I learned how to really listen. And when you really listen to someone, to anyone, you start to hear and feel and experience through them what they are going through. And from that place, you, because you said, you know, you keep doing the same thing over and over, but I as the coach, the co-active partner in the relationship is not experiencing it at the level. So the emotional tie isn't there. And I can keep in mind what the big picture is, what the goal is, and who you are, and keep calling you forth to that place. What I know about every client that I work with and every person that I meet is that they already know the answer. They already know the answer, so it's my job to help them find it. And I help them find it by listening intently, echoing back what I hear, and asking the questions that they're afraid to hear the answers to sometimes, the questions that we won't ask ourselves. Because if we keep saying, if we say to ourselves, why do I keep doing the same thing? Why do I keep getting the same results? What am I supposed to do? I don't know how to do this. We, we're, it's like we're on that gerbil wheel, that hamster wheel, and we're just running around in circles, and we feel defeated. So the coach, having a coach, having a partner, keeps bringing the focus back to where is it that you want to go? What is it that you want to experience it? How is it that you'd like to feel at the end of this? Um, so it, it, it's really very helpful. And how did you, Cindy, um, f- tell us a little bit, because um, one of the things I like to offer in the show is kind of the before and after window, um, <laughs> because we all have many before and after stories. Um, I'm sure I'm living in one right now. You know, it's just <laughs> what life is. You know, you have these before and after windows. It feels like we actually live many lifetimes in the one that we are in. Um, where were you in your life and, and what, did you have a, an epiphany or a defining moment? Great. Or have you always Great. known that you wanted to be in the, um, you know, serving people field? I'll always known that I wanted to be in the serving people field, yes. And from the time I was a little child, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And so that is a dream that I began pursuing. I graduated high school. I went off to college. I'm going to be a teacher. And about a year into college, I met Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Wright. And suddenly, being with him and, and settling down and being married became more important than being a teacher. And um, I have no regrets. I, I left college, and I got married young and started a family. And I have four children, and I stayed at home most of the time, picked up part-time jobs here and there. But I was an at-home mom raising my kids, very busy, very active, doing a lot of things, always teaching, um, ran home daycare for several years and teaching in that way, teaching vacation Bible school and catechism and all those kinds of things. But when my youngest child was in kindergarten, I decided I was going to go back to, to school. And when I went, when I decided to go back to school, guess what I wanted to go back to school to be? A teacher. And I thought that was pretty darn amazing that 20 years later, I went back to school still wanting to be a teacher. So I completed my bachelor's degree in record time and started working as a teacher. And I loved my job. And I hated my job. I realized that I didn't want to teach within the confines of a school. I, I didn't want to teach children. Um, what I was teaching was, was very important. Multiplication and reading and phases of the moon. They were all wonderful things. But I felt, started feeling a real pull to there's something bigger that I want to be teaching. What is it? And um, at that point, I think, you know, my life started to turn upside down. 
I couldn't find a permanent teaching position, so I was floating around doing long-term sub-jobs, not feeling fulfilled in what I was doing, and frankly, I got really, really depressed. I was so down, and it was all my fault. I didn't feel like I had anybody I could talk to really about it. I I felt empty. I felt alone a lot of times, and I had friends and family, but there are certain things that you don't express to friends and family, especially when I'm supposed to be the up girl. You know, everybody came to me all the time for support, and when I was the one who was feeling down, nobody quite knew how to handle me. So I, I, you know, I got into this really low place thinking that I had made all kinds of mistakes in my life. And a funny story, I, my children were watching a home video. And uh, the video, turns out they were laughing at this video. And we were building a sandcastle um, in the video. And I was being videotaped um, from behind, not a lovely scene. And I said, I looked and they're laughing and I said, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that thing existed. How old is that, that tape? And they said, it's eight years old. And all of a sudden it struck me. I said, you know, for eight years I've been saying, boy, I'm really putting on weight. I was heavy then. That was my first realization that I, I wasn't even really aware of of who I was or what I was doing. I was so accustomed to just functioning through my day. And I was doing great and wonderful things with my life. But I wasn't doing things purposely. I wasn't making choices consciously of what I wanted to be doing or who I wanted to be. So within a year of seeing that video, my my life changed completely. Um, Within a year, I changed my appearance, my weight, my career path, my religion, my address, and my marital, stat- my marital status, and many of my habits. And wow, you really that- went to the moon and back, didn't you? I mean, you just kind of changed her entire life. I mean, that good for you. Turnout. That takes a lot of courage. And you know, um, I, I didn't set out to do that. I really didn't set out to do that. I knew I needed to change something. I thought, well, I don't really have control over much else but myself. And I saw myself in the mirror and, 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 that, and that video haunting me. And I said, so how are you doing? Well, I started with the first thing that most of us pay attention to, my physical body. You know, what can I do about this? Um, but that was a big turning point for me. And then I started to realize that I was kind of living life going through the motions. Um, so I, I started investigating what I really wanted to do. And I really wanted to teach, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to teach. And then I found out about life coaching, met a woman at church. I kept running into her. And I said to her one day, I said, we keep running into each other. I think we're supposed to meet. And so we exchanged some, you know, um, single, you know, divorced, uh, young children. Um, what else do we have in common? Used to be a teacher. Um, she says, now I'm a coach. And I said, a coach? What do, you, what do you coach? Thinking sports? She says, I'm a life coach. Ah, what is that? So I investigated. And I found the Coaches Training Institute in San Rafael, California. And I learned about them and I started my training. And you could say the rest is history, but as you said, you know, we're, we're constantly um, living in a, a new life. So, um, so the, the coactive coaching model that I learned in, at CTI has really, really helped me to become who I am and to help my clients to become who they are. One of the first things they taught me in an early training session was nobody gets to be wrong. Mm. I loved that. Nobody gets to be wrong. That. That's that. That's very. That's very profound. In the somewhat of the new thought or the the unity concept, the original teachers, uh, Emma Curtis Hopkins. I'm, I love the statement that she made. Never do I see a a sick person uh, needing to be healed that comes before me, but a person that's whole that simply needs to be recognized. And mm-hmm. that's, isn't that beautiful? That's such yes. a powerful statement. And um, 
with the languaging that you're using of no one is ever wrong, I'm, I'm getting that that's the premise in which you start from when you're working uh, with an individual, when you're talking with them, when you're holding space with them, is that you're, you're seeing the potentiality of the wholeness. Every, everyone is whole. Um, uh, one of my favorite passages is John 10.30, I and the Father are one. Mm-hmm. I and my Father are one. I mean, that's really, that is really deep when you think about that. That connection. And if I'm connected, well, then you're connected. And if you're connected, then she's connected and he's connected. And it didn't take me long to figure out, oh, my gosh. It's like we're all the same. We all have this in common. We just don't know it. We just forget And so what I like to teach and the bottom line of everything I do is helping people to remember, helping people to remember the truth of who they are. And in doing so, it's awesome because in the giving, receiving, I teach myself again and again and again. And I'm open to learning from others. I learn so much from my clients and my children and the people who participate in my classes and workshops. Oh, that's, you know, one of the greatest things I think about, you know, public life is, um, you know, sometimes people will say to me, you know, well, God, you know, I, I was surprised, surprised when you said, you know, oh, well, you, you know, we're working on forgiving this, whatever this one thing is. And I said, you know, are you kidding? I mean, I forgive <laughs> myself every day. You know, for something, I mean, I I really do feel in Scripture when, you know, Jesus said, you know, here's how we pray, you know, it's that, and forgive us, you know, of what, what we've done is we forgive others, and obviously paraphrasing that, but you know that's the gist of it and and forgiving myself could be something as simple if i called down to the hotel lobby was i kind you know was i a memory maker you know in a yeah. positive way um yeah. did i did i look at the person and call them by name and and act um not act but hold a space that you matter you know you could be the most important person that i would meet today did i work with that increase of love and energy or was I so about me or the 15 minutes prior to that that I wasn't really present I mean there are all kind of different layers that those subtleties uh, within the course of a day you know um, they add up they they really add up whether you've put in um, emotional deposits into your bank account or whether you've taken withdrawals out and um I love the the way that you're saying it that you're you're holding a space that you're totally connected you and the father are one and therefore uh permeating that energy is going to affect anything or anyone that's in in your energy field that when you work with them they're feeling I'm sure that they'll get off the phone and they'll go I'm not really sure what really happened but I know I feel better <laughs> you know does, I'm not totally sure you know what the steps are that I'm supposed to do because I have a feeling that that probably happens um, with you you know, you know a, that a does lot. happen sometimes and I've also had clients report back or students who are in a class or a workshop with me that they felt so good on the call and then left the call and felt horrible. They mm-hmm. felt so down. There was just such this drop. They were confused and they were, you know, and, and, and all of that kind of stuff has to happen. And that's because they made a shift. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they, they made a shift and they're yeah. now in a place that they're not comfortable anymore. You know, they're thinking in a new way or they're seeing something new or, or they're recognizing something that they didn't want to see. Um, I, I think it's pretty um, awesome, though, that you said, you know, people say to you, I was surprised to hear you say you're working through that. It's almost like I'm surprised to hear you saying that you're human. Oh, um, and I just think being human is such a wonderful gift that we have. Um, and that is something that I learned from my very first coach that I ever hired. And um, uh, thank you, CTI, that required that I have a coach as I finished up my training. You know, if I want to be a coach, wouldn't I want to have a coach? And I uh-huh. met my coach when she was a guest on a, a teleclass that I was taking. 
And as soon as I heard her voice and I heard her message, I knew she was the one. And we have had an ongoing relationship for seven years. I love that. Well, we want to hear yes. more about that right after break, Cindy. And for those of you that are listening, you can and go and visit Cindy on her website. You can talk to her about um, the work that she does as a life coach at Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, Perry, P-E-R-R-I. Dot com And again, we appreciate so much your continued support and the donations that you make for Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. And many of you are Facebooking me and asking questions about going on the cruise. I will tell you that the... Um, the reservations are going quickly, so you want to call in right away and reserve your spot because it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be awesome cruise in November, and all the information is on unity.fm. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back with Cindy Perry, Life Coach. Thank you for joining us. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do, and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us on From Good to Amazing. Uh, my guest today is Cindy Perry, she is a resident um, in Detroit, Michigan, and she is a life coach, which offers her the opportunity to do tele-seminars and webinars and coaching uh, to people all over the world. She's been a coach for seven years. You can go to her website, Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y-P-E-R-R-I.com, and read all about her. And another individual that she considers a, a mentor and a coach has been Berryman and Morrissey, certainly a, a name that many of us are familiar with. Um, Cindy, one of the things that, um, in talking with Mary not too long ago, that was a useful tool for me, and I know as a life coach and in the work that I do, I'm always looking for those simple tools 
um, to help me. You know, I, I, I heard one time that the most complicated thing about life is that we make it complicated, you know, and <laughs> we can find those little simple tools that are, that are easy to work with. Stephen Covey one time with the seven habits of highly effective people, he gave a quadrant of what was urgent and non-urgent. Remember that? And it kind of helped you yeah. do better time management. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. still found that to be, you know, find it to be very helpful. But Mary was talking about the work that Gay Hendricks does in that he talks about uh, being in the zone of your genius. And he gives an example of a four-squared um, quadrant of... Are you working at levels where you feel incompetent? Is that where your time is going? Are you looking at what you're competent at? Are you spending time with what you feel excellent at? Or are you tapping into your genius? And ideally, the idea, for those of you that are participating with us, is to be always somewhere either expressing in your excellence, you know, these are the things that you know that you just excel, you're excited, your passion, your energy is flowing, or towards tapping into the genius, the parts of you that are still coming into being that you want to have the opportunity to express more. And Cindy, in this conversation, um, it, it was life-altering for me because it made me aware that sometimes I spend time in my competence level. Like, I can wait at the post office to mail the package because, oh, well, why did I want to bother somebody else to go do that today? It's actually a package that I'm mailing personally to someone else and go stand in line. But like the example that Gay uh, used is, yeah, I can go stand in line. I'm competent to do it. I know how to do it. I can do it well. But probably everybody else in this line, they're probably not an author wannabe like he was. And who's <laughs> going to write that book? You know, there are a number of people that can mail packages and mail them well. But who can write the book that he needs to write? So in your working with the mastery program and the dream building program and again all this information is on Cindy's website um, what do you offer about tapping into your, your genius aspect I think that's very exciting because I think that that's the divine potentiality that's lying dormant in a lot of individuals and we want to tap into that right well, one of the courses that I teach is called Into Your Genius, and that's a course that was created by Mary Morrissey, and, and she partnered with um, Bob Proctor on that as well. Um, and Into Your Genius tells how to use your six mental faculties. Um, you know, one of the things that we lose very early on in our lives is our, our imagination. When we're children, we imagine with no problem whatsoever. We have imaginary friends that we talk to and, and we can imagine what we want to be. We can go from being a firefighter to a cowboy and, and to a baby and to the mother all within a matter of minutes. But that gets trained out of us when we get so busy that we don't take the time to imagine. And I think imagination is the key to unlocking the genius in so many ways. Um, we use the, the imagination a lot also in Dream Builder. It's where it all begins. You've got to know what it is you're wanting. Most people do not. They know what they have to do. They know what they can do. Oftentimes, they don't know what they want. I was coaching a young girl recently, and I mean young, and she didn't. She was so busy taking care of other people and trying to do what everybody else expected. She had no idea what she even liked. She was going on this rampage, and I, I interrupted her in a coaching session. I said, hey, what's your favorite candy bar? Just to break that cycle, just to get her out of that, I have to and I can't and I don't know how. But, and do you know she, she couldn't tell me? And I said, oh, you don't eat candy. What's your favorite ice cream? I don't know. What kind of movies do you like? Um, I don't know. I mean, really, really had lost touch with what it is I like. And Mary's programs, whether they're about using the genius or building the life of your dreams, they all speak to the very same thing. We have within us that genius power. 
we have within us that untapped potential. We have within us that dream that is waiting to be birthed. And if we don't allow ourselves to get in touch with that, we'll never experience it. We get glimpses of it here and there. Something happens and we say, oh, I really like that. If you really like that, you want more of that, what are you doing to create that? So tapping into your genius and getting out of the what I'm capable of doing or what I think I know how to do takes a stretch, and that stretch is so simple. And We always go to our mind first. And our mind wants to know how. And, and, we, and we go to our history. We look at where we came from and what we've done, all the mistakes we've made, or who we are, or what the bank account says, or what the status says. And we forget that the potential, that genius potential, that was birthed in us because we were created by the one who created everything and everything good, we have it. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. So I love those courses and working with people to help them to get out of the the how, the stuck place. Um, And and a lot of people I, I work with, they think they know. They think they know the answer and they know it and they know it and they know it, but it's not it's not producing what they want and they can't understand and they get frustrated and they work this and they work that and they never take the time to really be still and go into that place of genius. So there's, there's a, a methodology. The Dream Builder course and the Into Your Genius are both courses that I teach over a 12-week period um, and they include CDs and workbook that were created by Mary so it's almost as if I get to co-teach with Mary Morrissey, um, which mm-hmm. is a great privilege and honor. But uh, one of the things that I've learned more than ever through her is to get out of the how and know the what. What is it that you're wanting? Why is it you're wanting that? And watch it happen. I mean, there are, there are simple, simple steps today. And as you're saying, the majority of people tend to stay in the in the how or the people they've been exposed to um i recently had a family member with me and i would say you know are you wanting some ice cream oh yeah i would uh if you don't mind and i said oh no not at all be glad to do it what flavor would you like there's chocolate there's vanilla there's an almond uh, there's a sugar-free which one do you want um it doesn't matter (laughs) you know i said don't have that don't have that flavor it doesn't matter didn't i didn't see that one at the health food store and i don't carry it so i prefer that you make a choice and of course it's someone that i love so i can i can say that and i i can say it with and still keep some you know respect but it's part of that training of you know it doesn't matter i'm i'm just a this i'm just a that um Mm. and it and, and what you're stepping into and, and saying, everyone, please step into, is that you're so much more than, than that. And I think that's, you know, what's so, what's so beautiful is when they ask, you know, do you know who won Miss America for the last 12 years? Or you've probably seen that exercise, right? You ask these questions about right, who, who, right. who these people are, but, you know, tell us who your favorite teacher is or, you know, was. And I still remember that in, in the um, seventh grade, you know, when I went to middle high school, as I remember very clearly, like it was the other day, is that someone could see the potential that I was carrying and had a conversation with me about that, you know, the what, yeah, yeah. the what I wanted to do with my life, not the how, because the how didn't look too promising, uh, the mm-hmm. how didn't look possible, but she had conversations with me. She was supposed to be, you know, the physical education teacher. But it was all about, um, in my life, how I wanted to use the imagination and dream myself into a different place. And that, of course, I was able to do. And yet it started with someone seeing it, like you said, for me. And that's why I uh, feel so passionate about having people like you on the show and to share with others the value, it's like 
you don't think anything about getting a, a mechanic to work on your car or expenditures with your house, but it's the value of of spending funds and money towards life-altering um, experiences. And some of my greatest expenditures have been into either therapy, working with a coach, going to a new training, um, saying to an individual, pull me out of myself. <laughs> you know? Right, really, really stretch me out of this way of the way I've held myself. Because we know that fish is not going to grow out of that little now, size of tell aquarium. Me, tell me who I am and then invite mm-hmm. me to become that. You know, um, and, and, and then it's up to you to decide if, if you really want that, your coach is going to partner with you. I know when I first, when I first hired my coach, I told you my first coach I hired, Joanne Susie, and I hired her and, and, and I said to her, I, I can't afford it, but I know that I can't afford not to. And that was just the attitude that I took, and I went all in. And it was just amazing, the, the things in the beginning she, she would say to me, um, when I'd feel like I made a mistake or I goofed up or I didn't know how, she would say to me, you have a hard time being human, don't you? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, wow. So after we worked together for a while, she says, you have a hard time being spiritual, don't you? And I'm like, what? You, you have a hard time accepting yourself as a spiritual being. And I said, I do. Like so, there, there's that, there's that space in between. And man, I did a lot, a lot of work on that. And I've got to tell you that I, I embrace my spiritual being and my human being every single day because I, I that's why I'm here to express both of those things. I had the hardest time at, at, at calling myself a spiritual teacher or a spiritual coach. I didn't want to turn anybody off by that, right? And who am I? And who am I anyway? I'm not an ordained minister. What do I know? I've only been in in New Thought for seven years. What do I know about this? But I knew, and I knew that I knew. And, and, And I wanted to share. And I have the opportunity to be a guest minister now and to serve in, in different churches and to teach workshops and classes and lead meditation. And, and it's so very powerful for me. And I also have an opportunity in those very same places to show up fully human so that nobody is knocking on my door and saying, I can't believe you said you were working on that forgiveness thing. I don't want anybody to think that I'm above or somehow different. We have to know for ourselves who we are. And I love working with people to discover who they truly are in all of their fullness. Oh, I do too. And I, I've always been very clear with people that there isn't, you know, a goal of a grand destination and... The, the people that you really want to sit in life with are the people that are willing to learn, willing to expand, open to growing, and understanding that part of being in this human suit is the joy of learning. It's not a should. It's not a shame. It's not, I feel guilty. It's not, oh, I ought to have been there. Been where? You know, I hear people say, well, I'm surprised I'm not already there or, you know, it's like, what does that mean? You know, really think that through and digest that and sit with that for a little bit because really the secret of life is learning to be you out loud as you are, uh, no editing allowed, and just be yourself and be comfortable in that. And in that zone of, of comfortable, as you alluded to earlier, um, some people are extremely uncomfortable at first when they take on their real identity because they've been something or someone else for so long that they feel out of their element. It is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. they continue to show up as they are naturally, uh, it doesn't take long for them to get in that in that zone and in that groove. And that's why it's so wonderful for someone to work with you, um, people that work with me, because we're able to be there as, as a lighthouse. I, I think of it often as like a lighthouse. You know, you're not the one out there doing the work and 
you're not saying you know their answers, but you're just holding that holding that light and and giving right. that that guidance, you know, um, from time to time and, and reminding them. And you know, you you mentioned respect, you know, when about the the family member with the ice cream, and you were able to say respectfully, hey, you know, you got to be, you have to know what you're wanting. Um, I, when I enter a contract with a new client, um, we talked. Of, we talk about that level of respect and what it looks like, and how different it is in coaching. If I'm going to coach you fully, and if I am going to support you and and guide you into being the fullest you to experience what it is you want to experience, you have to give me permission to um, do things that I wouldn't ordinarily do in a conversation. Permission to interrupt. When I have an intuitive hit about something or when I've heard enough of the story, I'm going to interrupt you. And I'm going to say something that might take you aback. Uh, uh, people said to me before, isn't, isn't that just like having a best friend? I said, you know, if we all really had best friends like a life coach, we wouldn't need life coaches, but we don't. Because our friends want to go to the pity party with us and our friends want to get into the drama and our friends want to hear the story. And even the best friends and supporters, you know, don't have the, the same um, co-active, the same uh, goals for, for the relationship that you do when you enter into a, a coaching relationship. And so with all due respect, I'm going to call you on what I'm hearing you saying. You know, here's what I'm hearing you saying is how I'll echo back to somebody and say, does that mean or could it be or might you consider? So when I do my best coaching, I risk getting fired every time I go into session. Because I That's might really be powerful. That's really powerful. <laughs> I might push your buttons. Well, good for you yeah. for your for your bravery and, and courage, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that echoing experience uh, when we come back right after break. I want to thank everyone for being with us, and again, thank you for sharing with your friends and your family the from good to amazing show on Unity FM. you come here to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness and her co-authors have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And keep in mind, we'd love to hear from you. So send an email to amazing at unity.fm. We love hearing 
feedback about the shows that we've had. We love hearing about the shows you would like to see and more things you would like to learn about. We're getting a lot of great learning today from Cindy Perry, Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, Perry, P-E-R-R-I.com. You can go to her website. She's a life coach. She works with people with a dream builder program and and, uh, getting into your genius, some really powerful things. Um, Cindy, you were talking earlier about about the value of the spiritual life. Um, Share with our listeners some of your experiences and um, some of the moments that you've had as a coach regarding um, holding one spirit and understanding I and the Father are one. Well, when I started coach training, I also started um, in New Thought, and the two just partnered together beautifully. And uh, I learned to meditate, which is a daily practice, and uh, and I love it. And you see on my website uh, what what I called my mantra when I first started my business that says, follow your passion, find your peace, enjoy your prosperity, and live your life with purpose. Um, that came to me, actually, it started in a dream. And in my dream, I was teaching my third grade class, and I told them that we were going to do a dictionary assignment, which I never really did in school before. And I said, they moaned and groaned. I said, it's real easy. I said, today we have four words. They all begin with the same letter. I've even put them in alphabetical order for you. And I wrote them on the board, and the first one said, passion, and the second one said, peace. And then I woke up from my dream. And I thought, that's weird. You know, that was really weird. Where am I going? So then I went into meditation, and the next word came to me, and the next word was prosperity. And I was driving along that morning, and I'm thinking, okay, what does all this mean? What does all this mean? And it just came through me like that. It means that if you follow your passion, you will find your peace. That's how you do it. And when you find your peace, then you can enjoy prosperity. And when you're doing that, you will be living your life with purpose on purpose. And I thought, whoa, this is really powerful. How when I get out of the way and tune into, pay attention to even a dream, and then it carries on into the meditation, and then it carries on into my life, I thought, well, there's something going on here that I, I, there, there was a part of me that wanted to deny it because it was a little bit scary. And I certainly didn't want to tell people about it because they'd think I was weird. So, you know, for the past seven years, I've moved from that, that's weird, to isn't that amazing? Isn't this awesome? Isn't this wonderful? That's the power of that genius within and being in in touch with that, knowing the oneness. And so when I work with clients and when I teach classes, I encourage people to do that. To pay attention, pay attention to those wake-up calls, pay attention to those dreams, pay attention to what thought is on your mind when you first wake up in the morning because you are being fed on a spiritual level all the time and you only get that if you ask for it and you need to be still and know. It's like answering. Know. It's like answering the phone. I mean, you got to pick up the phone, and you you've got to say hello. So yeah, you're saying that it's always there. It's everywhere around you, but it's essential that that you call it. You you request. Um, you become open in your awareness to see all the miracles that are going on all the time. Right, and and don't let it scare you. We are spiritual beings. We were all created. Mary says, I love this. She says, we are all created by the same grand overall designer, the G-O-D. <laughs> I love That's that. Good. That's good, yeah. God. Good, yeah. it's overall the grand design. overall designer, the grand overall G-O-D. designer, G-O-D. That's powerful. That's good, yeah, yes. Yes, a yeah. way about languaging things that, um, it just is really powerful. She definitely is a, is a great teacher, and I'm I'm very, very glad that you have um, crossed paths with her and that you're doing the great work that that you are. 
Thanks, um, thanks. And you're so right, and I I find that too. Like people will say, you know, they'll come to me sometimes, and they'll say, "Well, I think I'm about ready to, you know, to pursue my spirituality," and <laughs> and I, you know, I'm like, "What? Excuse me," <laughs> you know, because it's like it. For me, there's no way you can ever separate yourself, and you're never separated from the spiritual being that you are. It's not something that you go out and get. It's something that, like you said, internally you make an agreement to be. You know, it's like I'm finally ready to be um, who I was birthed to be, and it's it gets easier and easier and easier to express that truth of who you are. It's a lot harder uh, being someone that you're not. I mean, I remember many years ago, I would just be the chameleon. You know, Mm -hmm. if I were with the people that were partying, that's what I would do. If I were with the people that were, you know, into uh, trouble, then that's what I would do. Whatever it was, I would like, Mm -hmm. I I needed to be accepted by Mm -hmm. others. And, of course, we're going, you know, many years back. But, um it's in a lot of people live their whole lives that way. Right, you know? right, yeah. Yeah, because I was a great, I mean, I always was a leader um, in my family and my community and things like that, but I could very easily also be the follower. And there's not one that's thing that's better than another. It's just knowing who you are and, and allowing it to be. And um, when when I started to really be in touch with these messages that were coming through me and I started recognizing that if I allowed them to, they would and they would continue to come. I started creating classes and workshops that, I mean, I would look at them sometimes and say, I did that? Um, and when I, when I created something, it was almost always a title that would come to me first. And I would say, well, what does that mean? You know, what is that supposed to be? And then I would create my work around that. So it's almost like I'm being planted with, with what it is I'm, I'm meant to be teaching. Recently, I was, I was a guest minister at the Lake Orion Unity Church here in Michigan. And um, they called me and said, could you give us a, a topic title so we can put it in our bulletin? And I said, sure. And I, and I forgot about it, and, and they called me back, and I said, oh, my, you know, I don't know. And I was out at the beach. It was when I was down there in Florida um, teaching at your church recently, Temple. And so I said, oh, my gosh. I said, I've got to come up with a title for them. So I'm going to go do one of my favorite things. I'll walk down the beach. And I was gone for maybe five or ten minutes, and bam, something popped into my head, and I knew. I came back. I made the phone call, and I said, the title of my talk is The Serenity of Surrender. Subtitled, Be Still and Know. She says, oh, great. Sounds like a wonderful topic. We're looking forward to having you here. Great. I got off the phone and I said, what did I just say? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Because I had some ideas of what I wanted to talk about and that wasn't it. (laughs) I love that, but I'm I'm sure that you... uh that you'll grow into that if you haven't already. It's well, I did, I did present it a couple of weeks ago. I did. And, um, and, it, and it all came into place very nicely. I, you know, I, I shaped the talk and I worked on it and whatever. And the day before I was to give the talk, my vehicle was stolen. And my vehicle had my laptop computer in it and all of my notes for the talk that I was giving the next day. And all of the books that I was going to reference during my talk. And I stood there on the street and I looked around and I said, is it really gone? And I was as calm as I could be and I was by myself and I thought, what am I going to do? And, and I said to myself, be still and know. So I was called to demonstrate that very thing that I was to talk about the next day. I, I, I pulled the talk together, I went and I, and I gave the talk, I remembered some of the things that I thought I wanted to talk about, but it just all came together and I stood there not only speaking it, but living it. How to remain in that serenity as you surrender, I, I surrendered my vehicle, I surrendered my, my property and I was able to maintain that 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 serenity and 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 know and the stillness, 
um, it was very, very powerful. That's Mm -hmm. extremely Mm -hmm. powerful. And and what Mm -hmm. you're saying is is pertinent to everyone, you know, wherever they may be um, in, in their lives, is that when you step into a place of saying yes, uh, often things around you change or you're caught off guard or you get a great opportunity uh, to practice um, the new area that you're that you're pursuing and it, it sounds like you were a great role model for just that and I find that too that you know as you continue to do this inner work uh, things that used to be so important just aren't that important anymore because you start really aligning with your joy, your happiness, and, and what matters. And again, I just want to say, Cindy, I want to thank you and acknowledge you for the work that you're doing out there in the world. And encourage individuals to go and visit your website, Cindy Perry. That's C-I-N-D-Y-P-E-R-R-I.com. I want to thank you for being on the show today and uh, offering your wisdom and, and your ideas. And those of you, again, we really just appreciate your support on From Good to Amazing and sharing it with your friends and, and spreading the word about our show and the tools that we offer to support people in truly living an amazing life. I'm Temple Hayes on behalf of myself and Unity Campus in the heart of St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, we appreciate you joining us and participating with us. Cindy, thank you for being on our show. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. It has been my honor and pleasure. How will you amaze yourself today? I'm going to amaze myself by enjoying (laughs) Detroit. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm in the heart of Detroit this week, and God is good all the time. So I'm going to put on my uh, good-seeking eyeglasses and go see some miracles all around me. Thank you for being with us today, It's a wonderful city. I hope you find a lot of joy while you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Temple. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehayes.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Is your life on hold? Do you feel stuck? Are you a success story to everybody but yourself? Are you tired of getting ready to get ready? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then tune in every Wednesday to Design Your Life with Rev. Kevin Ross and friends. Get ready to answer your life's highest calling. Reclaim your life with Rev. Kevin and friends and explore distinctions for becoming a person of purpose, power, passion, peace, and prosperity. Call in with your questions and comments for real-time coaching and conversation committed to inspiring and empowering you to design and live the life of your dreams. That's Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and Friends every Wednesday right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, 
Guide and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity, in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.